Hello, hello, hello. Welcome everybody to another episode of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. In this episode, we are covering the third and the fourth fear, the third and the fourth of the six basic fears and how to outwit them. This is part of the final chapter of the book titled How to Outwit the Six Ghosts of Fear. In the first two chapters, we covered fear of criticism and the fear of poverty. In this chapter, we will cover fear of ill health and the fear of loss of love. Let's start with the fear of ill health. And this, again, on reading it the first time and certainly on reiterating it to you, it is incredibly similar to the times that we are living in with uh, COVID-19 and everything going around throughout throughout the world. He says, Napoleon Hill says, the fear of ill health is closely associated to its origin with the causes of the fear of old age and the fear of death because it leads one closely to the border of the terrible worlds of which man knows not, but concerning which he has been taught some discomforting stories. The concept of death in many cultures and traditions is, is, is seen as a scary concept, is seen as a concept of the end. Therefore, one must be afraid of it and certainly be fearful of it throughout. And that manifests in the form of in the forms of, of several things. Right? The, the fear that we have is often weaponized and channelized in several things. And we can see this in today. But uh, let's get back to the chapter. He says, in the main, man fears ill health because of the terrible pictures which have been planted in his mind of what may happen if death should overtake him. He also fears it because of the economic toll which it may claim. Now, and this is very surprising. A reputable physician estimated that 75% of all people who visit physicians for, for professional service are often suffering with hypochondria. Hypochondria is that disease or a disorder in which one person um, uh, believes he or she is suffering from a disease when there, there, there is no disease overtaking him or her. It has been shown most convincingly that the fear of disease, even where there is not the slightest cause for fear, often produces the physical symptoms of the disease feared. And again, this is very, very sort of important in the current times where, there, where we are living in when a mere sneeze or a cough is equated to um, the coronavirus, the life-threatening disease or a life-threatening disease. But in many cases, in many cases, it is significantly overblown. Powerful and mighty is the human mind, he says. It builds or it destroys playing or praying rather upon this common weakness of the fear of ill health. Dispensers of patent medicines have reaped fortunes. This form of imposition upon credulous humanity became so prevalent some 20 years ago. And this was again written in 1937. So this, he was talking about the early 90s. During the Collier's Weekly Magazine, where it conducted a bitter campaign against one of the worst offenders in the patent medicine business. Patent medicine business, yes. During the flu epidemic, which broke out during the World War, World War I, uh, the mayor of New York City, took drastic steps to check the damage which people were doing themselves through their inherent fear of ill health. He called in the newspaper men and said to them, quote, gentlemen, I feel it necessary to ask you not, not to publish any scare headlines concerning the flu epidemic. 
unless you cooperate with me, we will have a situation which we cannot control. The newspapers quit publishing stories about the quote flu. And within one month, the epidemic had been successfully checked. It, I mean, it's simply staggering reading this right now because um, for about 18 months now, this pandemic has, has literally taken the world by storm and many places in the country are still shut down. Many places in the country and uh, country being India and the world are still shut down and and pretty much things are carrying on as normally as it would. But this whole peddling of the narrative of, or at least the scare of the disease, some of which is absolutely necessary, much of it is significantly overblown. But as he as he uh, as Hill has given the example of the Collier's Weekly magazine during the flu epidemic in in, in the early uh, 1900s, it is pretty much the opposite is what's happening here. The media is not underplaying it; they're significantly overplaying it. Because what the media has realized, in my opinion, is that it is easier to sell pessimism than optimism. It is easier to say more than 10 people dead in an earthquake rather than just 11 people or 11 people dead in an earthquake, right? So it's about what grabs headlines. It's about what grabs attention. It is an attention economy. Therefore, more provocative, the more pessimistic, the more fearful your narrative is, the more clicks and the more sensation you create and the more revenue you generate. And that is certainly, certainly happening now. Back to the book, back to the chapter rather, there is overwhelming evidence that disease sometimes being in the form of negative thought impulse. Such an impulse may be passed from one mind to another or created by an individual in his own mind. Doctors send patients into new climates for their health because of the change of mental attitude. The seed of fear or ill health lives in every human mind. Worry, fear, discouragement, disappointment in love and business affairs cause this cause the seed to germinate and grow. Recent business depression, referring to the Great Depression of the early, um, early to mid 1920s, kept the doctors on the run because every form of negative thinking may cause ill health. And this is certainly something that we must watch out for even today where any form of sort of this disease or any symptom of this disease, mild as it may seem, even insignificant as it may seem, may cause you to allow this fear to get the better of you. And, and, and the way to, for you to check that is to look at the symptoms. And symptoms of the fear of ill health, he suggests, are autosuggestion, the habit of negative use of self-suggestion by looking for and, accept, and expecting to find the symptoms of all kinds of disease. If you're looking for it, by and large, you will find it. Hypochondria, the habit of taking uh, the habit of talking of illness, concentrating the mind upon disease and expecting its appearance until a nervous break occurs. Nothing that comes in bottles can cure this condition. It's brought out by negative thinking and nothing but positive thought can affect a cure. Exercise. Fear of ill health, fear of Ill health often interfere, interferes with proper physical exercise and results in overweight by overweightedness by causing one to avoid outdoor life. <laughs> Avoid outdoor life is certainly what many have been doing for the past 18 months. And it is this fear of exercise or this fear of sort of movement that, that one is telling themselves that if I go out, I might catch this disease. Therefore, I shouldn't go out. Therefore, I shouldn't do any form of sort of exercise. And, and, in, order, and in order 
to live by the fear you're allowing the disease to take over you susceptibility fear of ill health breaks down nature's body resistance and creates a favorable condition for any form of disease one may contact in the sense that it decreases any form of immunity that you may have and this is certainly very important self coddling the habit of making a bid for sympathy using imaginary illness as the lure many people use a disease or the symptoms of a disease or the onset of a disease as an excuse to not do anything that they need he's given the example previously of doing exercise which everybody must do or should do in order to maintain a certain level of fitness um and there are several other things that we need to do but we can avoid doing all of these things by giving ourselves an excuse of the symptoms or the onset of a disease intemperance the habit of using alcohol or narcotics to destroy to destroy pain such as headaches neuralgia etc instead of eliminating the cause the habit of reading about illness and worrying over the possibility of being stricken by it the habit of reading reading patent medicine advertisements that is the fear of ill health let's move on to the fourth fear the fear of the loss of love the original source of this inherent fear he says needs but little description because it obviously grew out of man's polygamous habit of stealing his fellow man's mate and his habit of taking liberties with her whenever he could jealousy he says grew out of man's inherited fear of the loss of love of someone this fear is the most painful of all six basic fears it probably plays more havoc with the body and mind than any other basic fears the fear of loss of love dates back to the stone age when men stole women by brute force again mind you this was written in 1937 they continue to steal females but their technique has changed instead of force they now use persuasion the promise of pretty clothes motor cars and other bait much more effective than physical force man's habits are the same as they were at the dawn of civilization but he expresses them he says this form of fear is more common to men than to women but again increasingly as as the years have passed on since this book was written i can say it's it's common for for pretty much both therefore it is more common in men than women still is but in in terms of what we should look out for he said the symptoms of fear of love are as follows jealousy fault finding and gambling jealousy the habit of being suspicious of friends and loved ones without any reasonable evidence of sufficient grounds the habit of accusing your spouse or loved one of infidelity without grounds general suspicion of everyone fault finding the habit of finding faults with friends relatives business associates and loved one upon the slightest provocation without any cause whatsoever gambling the habit of gambling stealing cheating and otherwise taking hazardous chances to provide money for loved ones with the belief that love can be bought can lead to insomnia nervousness lack of persistence weakness of will lack of self control lack of reliance and bad temper that is how you spot the fear of loss of love and that's it from this episode where we covered the third and the fourth fear in the next episode we will cover the last two fears and the last bit of the last chapter and then we will close out this book if you are enjoying this podcast let me know in the comments below if there's any way that it can be improved because i'm always looking to learn uh please do let me know but that's it from this episode i hope you'll join me next time